You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today, we'll be wrapping up our um, our top five positional rankings in Tigers history because we are quite literally out of positions after today. We're Honestly, we're already kind of out of positions, uh, but this is a fun one that, have been, that has been requested by... Uh, like half of my listenership, <laughs> hundreds of people have been asking and making sure that we get a top five utility players in Tigers history list. Um, and that is what we are going to do today. There's really the only reason, I don't want to say the only reason, one of the biggest reasons that this that people are even so passionate about making sure that this happens is because of one player. Everybody just wants one player. In ti- one dude that played for the Tigers for a few years in the early 2010s to get some recognition and some flowers on the show. Everybody loves him to death. Um, and, uh, and and he will most certainly be on here. It's, it's pretty much impossible to actually rank these. Uh, there, there's a very clear number one. Uh, we'll, we'll start with that. If, if I were to attempt to rank them in order of production, there is a it unbelievably clear number one. Uh, I mean, there was a there's a dude in the in the early '90s for the Tigers that was literally Ben Zobrist before Ben Zobrist, and is one of the best utility players um, in in honestly in the history of baseball. So he he if I were to rank them, he would be an an, an undubitably be at the top of this list. Uh, however, th- there's no way I'm, I'm going to a- attempt to rank, again, in terms of production, uh, like five. So, so I've just picked uh, a, a nice little combination of the best and the favorites over the years. We, we've had a, a lot of guys that um, have become fan favorites. Honestly, like every utility player, in the last 20 years has been like absolutely adored by the fan base. So it's just more of like a conversation. We're just talking about some of our favorite utility players, some of the best utility players we've had, but I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to rank them in any specific order because that's, it's, it's just so difficult with, you know, some of them don't play some positions, some play other positions, some play all nine. Um, It's, and, and, you know, with different levels of hitting and stuff, it's, it's uh, it's 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 nearly impossible, honestly, to to actually rank utility players, just because, uh, again, production varies so much based on what position you play and the team around you when you're a utility player and uh, and and all that kind of stuff. So, without further ado, thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. Let's get into it. We're gonna start with the aforementioned. Uh, Tony Phillips, who is, I I mean, genuinely one of the greatest utility players to ever step foot on a baseball field. And with the Tigers were fortunate enough, fortunate enough to, uh, to be the home of Tony Phillips 
for five years in the early 90s. Played from the Tigers from 1990 to 1994. His war by season is as follows. Okay, this is crazy. 4.5, 4.8, 4.6, 5.2, and 4.4. He was a utility player. And his worst war over a five-year stretch with the team was 4.5. Uh, again, a utility player that had a 46.6 career F4. That is absolutely remarkable. And he, he really was uh, kind of like that Ben Zobris type where he didn't have a set position. However, he was playing 150, 160 games a season. And it was just whoever needed a day off that day, that's where Tony played. And over the course of the season, he ended up playing every single day. Um the I, I mean, where he played, uh, every, everywhere, almost everywhere, not not quite a full everywhere, everywhere. Um, how many times can I say everywhere? Played, uh, did not play first base in a Tigers uniform, played second base for about 40 to 60 games a season for the Tigers. Uh, 1994, he only played 12 games a second, but for the rest... 47, 36, 57, 51 games played at second. Then at third, he had uh, 104 games, 46 games, 20 games, and one game. Um, then shortstop, I mean, 11 games at short, 13 games at short. Uh, left field was playing 25, 14, 70. Then in 1994, 104. Then back down to 47 Uh then center field playing 25, 10, 10, 8. Uh, right field 23, 35, 34. So, I, I mean, truly was uh, everywhere. Second, third, and all three outfield positions uh, was was pretty much where he he lived, and he was great at it. He was he was he was great at it. He was a he was a plus defender overall when you average out like every position he played and whatnot. Uh, he, he was a, a pretty, you know, not an not a elite defender at, 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 at any of those positions, but uh, played all of them at league average or slightly better. And honestly, you, you can't ask for too much more than that out of a dude that, that was, uh, as I mean, he was a solid hitter and like that was his... His thing when when you have a dude that has a career one twelve WRC plus, and for the Tigers, I I mean honestly was significantly above that for his entire Tigers tenure. Uh, Nineteen ninety only had a one oh eight, but then every other year as follows: one twenty four, one twenty two, one thirty six, and one thirty. Uh, the one thirty six being his five point two WAR season in one hundred and fifty one games. Uh, on top of all of that, I mean, he, he was, did not strike out a lot and walked a ton in his Tigers tenure. His walk percentage was, uh, higher than his K percentage in one, two, three of the five seasons. Um, and the other two seasons that it wasn't, it was only lower by like about 2%. So great hitter at, at, at the plate, really, really solid, uh, I, I mean, and like, he wasn't known for being a home run hitter Had 160 career homers, but I mean, he was sneaking 17 dingers in 91, 10 in 92. Like he, he had some, he had some, uh, some pop when he wanted it. 
uh, led the league in runs scored. For those who observe that as a as a useful piece of information in 1992, led the league in walks in 1993, got 16th in MVP voting, received MVP votes as a utility player in 1993, uh, an 8.41 OPS that season. His career OPS was 7.63. His career OPS with the Tigers, however, was 800. 800 OPS over five years from a dude that could play six positions, five, six positions. You're going to take that every day of the week, man. 281 average in his Tigers tenure, almost a 400 on base percentage in his Tigers tenure as well. Um, just, I mean, Tony Phillips was the man, and, and I, I think he gets really overlooked as one, truly one of the greatest utility players in, like of all time. I, tr- I truly believe that. I mean, I mean, like you have your Ben Zobrist who, who were able to put up you know ridiculous seasons playing six different positions and all that, and and, and you have, you have players like that. And Tony Phillips is right there. Tony Phillips is is undubitably in that conversation. So that that's what I wanted to start with, just because he, he is he is without a doubt the best in in franchise history and um, one of the greatest in baseball history so we will get into the other four uh again not really like a list of of in order or anything or else tony phillips would have been last but um just you know just having a conversation just some fun utility players some people that we like some good ones some no it's basically just a whole list of honorable mentions look at it that way we will get into the other four uh, plus, I guess, maybe no limit on how many we talk about if any more come to my mind. But first, I got to tell you all about Built Bar. It's a new year. That means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easy to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or honestly just straight up taste like chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you're thinking this is just not worth it. Where the heck is the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, so that's not something you have to worry about. Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to the candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. The idea for the new year, go to all your secret treat stashes, your one at home, the pantry, the office, the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or a treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, at least you can eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. There's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many, many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com to see what's new. You can go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two at Locked on Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. Talking the greatest utility players in Detroit Tigers history. 
Uh, this list, you know what? We're, we're going to start with a, with an OG, okay? Andrew Romine was this. We're, we're going to get to Andrew Romine, but Andrew Romine did the nine positions in one game thing, and and everybody was super, you know, pumped about it. And it was a super cool thing. And while only five players in the history of baseball have done this feat, have accomplished the all nine positions in one game feat, uh, Andrew Romine was the second Tiger to do it. And the first Tiger to ever play all nine positions in one game was Shane Halter, who did it on October 1st, 2000. Uh, it's, it's, you know what? Shane Halter was, was the man in my eyes. A, a young, a young Scott Bentley was absolutely obsessed with Shane Halter. Um, he was, he, he was, he was a plus player, man. Like he had a couple of, he had a couple of decent years here. He only had a eight year MLB career and four of those would be with the Detroit Tigers. So definitely a, uh, a tiger through and through, uh, his kid is actually, um, uh, playing ball somewhere. I forget where, uh, anyway, Shane, so Shane Halter, he, he also played, I, I mean, obviously he did the nine positions in a game thing, but, uh, he, he really was all over the diamond, man. Um, had only the one game at pitcher in 2000, the, the, <laughs> the one, I, I don't even think it was a full inning. I think he just like pitched like a, a little bit and that was it. Um, I actually recorded two innings in two separate games behind the plate in 2000. So uh, his appearance at catcher in that game was actually not his only appearance at catcher that season. Uh, at first base, played, uh, I mean, 29 games there in 2008-01, just one in 2002, and then 12 in 2003 for the Tigers. At second base, 10, 4, and 24. At third, uh, that was usually between the 30s and the 70s. It got as high as it's 2001 at 74 games there before. Uh, well, that's that's those are the days when Brandon Inge was still a catcher, baby. You didn't you didn't have uh, you didn't have the vacuum over at the hot corner. Uh, so Shane Halter with pretty hefty sample size at third, and then at short, 17, 62, 81, and 27 games played at short. Uh, recorded a few games in left field every season here, five games in center field in his, uh, in his Tigers career, and then three games in right field. So not as much of an outfield utility man, but really did play all over the infield wherever he was needed. Um, and, and put up some decent production. I mean, I mean, these were some just atrocious Tigers teams. I, I mean, horrid, right? And he went out there and, and he, I mean, he had a three-win season in 2001. 2000 was the year he did the all-nine positions thing. Uh, I think it was the last game of the season in 2000, if I, if I remember right, or at least maybe the last home game or start of the last series. It was one of the last games of the year. Um, and he had a like 0.4 war that season, uh, was, was not very good at the plate. But in 2001... He had a 284 average, a 115 WRC plus, a 467 slugging percentage from Shane Halter. 
I mean, that's that's an 811 OPS from Shane Halter. Hell yeah, baby. We ball. Shane Halter, man, the dog. I had a three-win season that year in 2001. I had a 1.3 win season in 2002. Uh, and then 2003, he had a 0.5 win season, a, a really putrid year at the plate. Uh, and then he would play 45 games for the Anaheim Angels in 2004. And he was even worse than he was in 2003 and then would ride off into the sunset. But I mean, there was a, there was a little like two-year stretch here, 2001 and 2002, where Shane Halter was the man and that on top of the the nine innings thing. I mean, uh, for a team that that got such little production from anywhere, having a backbone of okay, if 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 I can't figure out who the hell is going to play third base today, I'm just throwing Shane out there. If I don't know who my <laughs> if I don't know who my second baseman is going to be today because this this team is awful, Shane. You know, he is a nice little security blanket for a team that did not have very many of those. So. Just giving Shane Halter a little bit of respect. And then we'll just transition that, honestly, straight into Andrew Romine. Uh, one of a, a a big fan favorite here for uh, quite a few years. Just officially retired from baseball right before the lockout or the start of the lockout or something. So uh, credit on a, on a really solid career, man. I mean, wasn't anything... You know, his, his career high in war was 0.6 in a season, and I think that was actually his career war, too, when you add in, like, the negative seasons that he had over the years. So, not not, but he, he made an 11-year MLB career. He debuted at 24 and retired at 35. I mean, he, he made an 11-year MLB career out of being a, a super utility, and uh, he, he, deserved, he deserves a ton of credit for that, man. Andrew Romine... Um, was, you know what, he had the impossible job of being the utility man that came in after Don Kelly, right? That, that's an impossible per- persona. That's an impossible player to live up to. It truly is. But, uh, but, but he, he, did, he did fine, man. He, he really did. He, he wasn't ever a fantastic hitter. His career WRC plus was 62 and he didn't have a single season in which he played in over like 10 games where it was even really close to 100. Uh, but 2015, and 2016, and 2017. Honestly, his whole Tigers career. No, 2014 through 2017. His whole four-year career. He played in 94 games, 109 games, 109 games, and 124 games. Now, the WRC pluses those years, 57, 70, 71, and 66. But when you look at the positions he played, okay, in his Tigers career, he logged four different games as a pitcher, just the one as a catcher, and that was the all nine innings thing in 2017. First base, 17, 20, and 22 games at first. Second base, 12, 13, 12, 27. Third base, 59, 44, 23. Shortstop, 83, 27, 14, 10. Left field, 2, 1, 18. Center field, 22, 24. And right field, 14 total games played. That makes 80 total games played in the outfield for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, and then, I mean, he was, he was everywhere. 
he was everywhere except pitcher and catcher. I mean, truly, he 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 was a, a plug in anywhere, and he was the definition of whoever needed a day off that day. That's where Andrew Romine played. That that was literally his job. And was he a fantastic hitter? No. Was he even that good of a defender? Not really. But he was serviceable. He was league average. And you put him down, you hit him eight or nine, and he gives anybody on your team a day off. And that's valuable. And Andrew Romine absolutely deserves his flowers. Uh, the fifth player in baseball history to play all nine positions in one game. And honestly, there had been a huge gap. It happened a couple of times, I believe, in the 60s. And then it happened twice that season in the year 2000. Uh, and then it hadn't happened since Shane Halter did it in 2000. So shout out to Andrew Romine, man. Not a, again, not, not an all-star level, not, not a Tony, Tony or, uh, or, or Ben Zobris level of um, production, but still came in, did his job, did it well, and got a nice little 11, 12-year career out of it. And he deserves a ton of respect. We'll get into the final two here after I tell y'all about betonline.ag. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy betting new year as we continue to march right into the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering in 2022, new year, and new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 seasons. But online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. But online, where the game starts. All right, everybody, we are back here for our third and final segment at Locked On Tigers. We are talking the greatest utility players in Detroit Tigers history. Uh, there's one that I wanted to bring up because he could have made any of the three outfield lists and he didn't make any of them because I didn't know exactly which position in the outfield to make him a part of. He logged 720 games in right field, 466 in center field, and 321 in in left field. And that's Jim Northrup. And Jim Northrup was a damn good ball player. He had, uh, in 1968, team that won the World Series, he had a 131 WRC plus and a 5 3 war. Then in 1969, he had a 140 WRC plus and a 5 2 war. And the reason that I had, I, I, there was just none of the outfield positions. He didn't, he didn't play anywhere else. He, he only played in really uh, the three outfield positions. But I just wanted to make sure that he was covered at some point and talked about because he was a very important part of, those, uh, of that 60s era team. Three win seasons, the two years leading up to the 5-3 and the 5-2 win season. Um, I mean, was was a an, a staple in the outfield. He just played all over the outfield. Career one sixteen WRC plus, very respectable. Career seven sixty three OPS. 
1969 had an 866 OPS and a 295 batting average. Um, was was a, a like I said, he was a staple. 21 homers in 68, 25 homers in 69. Wow, 25 home runs and 66 RBIs in 1969. Talk about no one else in front of you getting on base ever. That is that is really really messed up. Justice for Jim Northrup, man. Um, so yeah, I, he was just one that I wanted to make sure we talked about because he was he he was such an important part and like played in center field in the World Series. Like he he really was a vital part to those teams. And I just didn't have a spot to put him in because he he wasn't really set, even though he did play. Uh, more games in right field than the other two. He wasn't really truly set at any of the three of them because he had hundreds of games at the other two outfield positions as well. And and it's also just so rare to see someone whose second most games played at a position is center field. I feel like that's a little unique um, in the sense that like you, you either – play center field the majority of your career and then move to one of the corners when like you don't have the speed anymore or you're just a corner outfielder and you play right and left field pretty like sporadically and interchange between those it's it's pretty unique to be uh a, you know to have the most games played of your career be in right field and then have more games in center than left still i feel like that that's kind of and like that's part of just the product of the team he played for uh, with the Tigers and, and the outfielders that we did have. But again, like in an outfield with Horton and K-Line in it, he made his way into the lineup 150, 150, 144, 123 games a season. <laughs> I mean, that that's you got to be a pretty damn good ball player to get that in. So I just want to make sure Jim Northrup got his flowers here, even though he wasn't a utility of like, you know, playing six, seven different positions. He was a, an outfield utility man. And he wasn't someone that could really make any uh, of those lists. And so I just wanted to make sure that, uh, that he got the respect that he deserved. Finally, though, we're going to end on the man, the myth, the legend. We're going to end on Donnie. DKB, baby. Baby. I guess saying DKB baby doesn't really make sense because the B is baby. Donnie Kelly is going to be the last person we talk about. Uh, this was the reason that people wanted me to do this list. I kid you not. I, I had so many DMs and tweets at me and stuff uh, asking when the utility player won, make sure you do a utility player. And when I would ask people why, they would either just say it in their first message to me or when I would ask, well, like, why, does, why do people want this so bad? I kid you not, every single one said, because we want Don Kelly to get recognition on the show. So here, here is to here is to the listeners. Donnie Kelly, baby, coming in uh, as uh, we're saving him for last because obviously, I mean, he is one of the biggest fan favorites in honestly in the history of the Detroit Tigers, which is nuts. And and it's it's nuts because like he he wasn't he wasn't that good. Like he was better than Andrew Romine. Uh, at least his peak was, but like as far as production, like it's his career war was 0.2 and he's one of the most beloved Tigers ever. And it even makes it more ridiculous. It's not like he was playing on a horrible team where like he could just have fun and people are like, Oh, you know, look how cute it is. Like he was playing on in, in one of the most dominant eras in Tigers history played from the Tigers from 2009 to 2014. 
Uh, the offensive numbers, we don't really need to talk about them. They're not that good. 72 career WRC+, plus, career high of 81 WRC+. Plus. Uh, his career high in war, though. 2010, he had a 1-4 war. And the only reason his career war is so low is because in 2012, the year we literally made the World Series, he had a negative 0.8, which is pretty brutal uh, for 75 games played. But in 2010, he played in 119 games, had a 71 WRC+, plus, a 1.4 war, as I said. The OPS that season, a dominant 646. I mean, just, you can't get much better. His career OPS was 628, which is actually not not horrible for, for what, his, uh, what his role was. I honestly would have thought it, it might have been even lower. When you look at the positions he played in his career, okay? And, and this is kind of fun because he actually has, um, he, he played in the era of DRS. So you can, like, tell how good of a defender he was. The, the thing about Don is, is for a tall, lengthy dude that didn't look to be very athletic, he was a plus defender or at least like a net zero defender at pretty much every position. And he played pretty much every position. Pitcher and catcher, we kind of nullify, even though he did have six innings at catcher in his career, all in 2011, oddly enough. But he, he logged quite a few games at first base, uh, 100 career games at first base, only nine career games at second, 131 career games at third, five at short, 165 in left, 55 in center, 112 in right. So it was moving all over the outfield, but I mean, 100 games at first base and 131 at third, uh, he, he was, he was playing all over the place, man. And, and in the, and over the course of his career, he played all nine positions, had the one game, one game, six innings in 2011. Why do I have no recollection of this happening? Am I a fraud? Like what, what don't answer that. It, how do I not remember Don Kelly catching six innings in 2011? I have zero recollection of this. I would have been 13. I would have been like an eighth grade. What the hell? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look. I genuinely don't remember him catching six entire innings in 2011. But um, pitched, caught uh, uh, over the course of his career, he certainly played all nine positions, and uh, that that's the sign of a of a true utility player. And his DRS at all the positions, right? So in 397 innings, a plus three DRS at first base. A negative two DRS in only 18 innings at second. Not great. A plus eight DRS at third in 700 innings. A plus one DRS at short in 20 career innings. Uh, plus two, sorry, plus nine DRS in left field over his career. Nine, 734 innings. A negative one in center in just under 400 innings. Not bad. And negative five in right in about 465 innings. So a plus three DRS across all outfield positions, a plus three at first base, a plus seven at third. This dude should have played more third base, man. Goodness. He had two seasons of plus four DRS at third in 2010 and 11. Remarkable. Uh, 
So Donnie Kelly, beloved. Uh, hopefully, everyone asked him to rejoin the Tigers coaching staff. Uh, literally every single off season, he is uh, he is the man, and uh, he will live on in infamy forever in Detroit Tigers lore. Thank you guys for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. I have zero clue what uh, what we're going to start doing next. The lockout is still in full swing. Uh, for th- They're supposed to meet on Thursday. I hate to break it to everybody. There is a 0% chance that gets accepted. Um, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I'm going to have to keep pulling out content out of, out of who knows where and, 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 uh, we're going to make it happen, baby. And we're still going to be a fun show and we're still going to be, uh, have some fun content to talk about. So peace and love going to therapy is dope and I'll catch y'all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.